Hi, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 48 of this freaking show. Weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I am your host, Travesty, and with me on this lovely evening... Awkward Colin. And Geekcast Joe! And Joe is coming to you live from another dimension. (laughs) I am. I am joining you from uh, the only technology that's available in this town, a landline phone. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, my God. Please tell me that you just pressed your cheek up against the buttons. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> it sounds like you're coming to us from a rotary dial phone, man. <laughs> it feels like it. But it's okay because, you know what, I actually like it because it's rugged. It's rugged like your household, man. It's rugged like like that beautiful picture that you took from the back window of your house that you posted up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Thank Dude, you. Dude, that was so fucking peaceful looking. I sat there like, I wish I could have that. But at the same time, I also wish I had Comcast cable and have that. And obviously I can't do that where you're at. I've, I've, never, I've never wanted Comcast cable in my life <laughs> until I moved here. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, how's everyone doing? Um, Joe, did you have a good weekend? What, 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 were you, what was your weekend like? I did have a good weekend. Um, uh, the wife and I drove back to Chicago for a very quick funeral. Um, it was good. It was a really good, you know, thing. I think everybody left it feeling better than they felt going into it. So, Yeah. You, um... Uh, I think I remember you telling me this right and everything, but I mean, like you, this was this was kind of like planned. Like you guys knew this was happening; it wasn't unexpected. Correct, correct. Yeah, it was. A, it was about well, I would argue it's about six years in the making at least. But mm-hmm. um, you know, we we kind of had the the notice about three weeks ago. So okay, I yeah. got you. Well, um, well, I send my condolences to you and uh, to Maddie. Um, I'm sorry for you guys' loss. Uh, if you need anything, I'm here for you. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm not a total douchebag, you know, but, you know, I mean, I am mostly, oh, yeah. but not always. Mostly, though. Count, <laughs> uh, how about you? How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. You have fun this weekend? You doing yeah. anything exciting? Uh, went to breakfast at the Fire Pit Bar and Grill. With my took my girlfriend for the first time. So now is that the uh, is that the same fire uh, fire pit bar and grill where you get a burger and beer every Monday and Wednesday for six ninety nine? Yes, it is. Now that's the same fire pit bar and grill where you get breakfast every Saturday and Sunday from seven to eleven a.m. Yep. The same one you can find on Facebook at this uh, at fire pit bar. Yes. I think they have a website too. Too, it's called firepitbar.com. I think so. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what uh, I did this weekend. Yeah, I saw on um, I saw on Sam's Facebook. Uh, she uh, she really uh, enjoyed those mimosas. Oh hell yeah. yeah! It's a great way to start a morning with a mimosa. It's absolutely. Any of you say it's not, go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah, go fuck yourselves. That's the best. Absolutely, it's not just for brunch anymore. That's a breakfast enjoyment at this point. It's true. Which is awesome because, as far as I know, the Fire Pit Bar and Grill is the only place around here that isn't, like, 11 a.m. open bar or a fucking uh, golf course where you can actually get a mimosa. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, you could actually – you could go in there, 7 a.m. Like, what can I get you? Oh, let me get a mimosa. And they'll bring it to you. 
I'm more of a Bloody Mary fan, but you know what? Once in a while, I do enjoy mimosa. I think actually next time we go to breakfast at the Fire Pit Bar and Grill over in Pewton, Illinois, Burger and Beer 699 on Wednesday, I think I might get a mimosa. Yeah, you definitely should. Absolutely. Joey, next time you come back out, you should enjoy a mimosa with us. I will definitely plan on it. <laughs> For darn sure. Awesome. Perfect. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, just give you a quick heads up and let you know what is going on with the remainder of this show. Uh, we had a um, an MMA fighter, a friend of mine, uh, Chris Picker, on our show to talk about his career and his life uh, in uh, the uh, MMA uh, scene. Uh, unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, uh, we lost the beginning and the end of this interview. So what we're going to be showing you now is the middle part of this interview um, as far as... Uh, you know, who his influences are, you know, what he does as far as uh, competition and stuff like that. So, again, we apologize for the beginning and for the loss, or the beginning and the end uh, that we have lost. And uh, we will work on to have Chris on again someday to kind of um, collect or redo what we did miss. So, uh, please enjoy the remainder of this show. Now, I, I've known you. I've known you for years. Uh, it, has, it has to be. It has to be almost like ten years now. Probably a little bit more. Um, and you're and you're you're a good size dude. You're about like what about six three, six four. Yeah, about six four, two okay. seventy. Two seventy. Okay, so you're a big guy. Now, have you ever been in a fight where there was a guy bigger than you? Like you, like you were the underdog in that fight. Were you always like that that tower of madness that like just like came in and. Well. Um... Not in the cage. I haven't found a guy that was a lot bigger than me. Um, I did, however, in a grappling tournament uh, for Naga, um, I found a guy that was 6'6 or 6'7, but he was like 240. But I mean, this guy was like cut. Like he was like what a 170 pound guy normally looks like, you know, that's all cut up, except at 6'6. And uh, he ended up beating me by points, but uh, man, he was a beast you want to talk about strong like i stood next to him i'm like the short little fat guy next to him you know <laughs> but uh yeah other than that i haven't i haven't found a whole lot of guys that are too much bigger than me um in the cage or about my size maybe a little smaller you know everybody there's all different types of sizes you know you know i got you okay so now I, you said that uh you fought a hidden cove which um i i was it called now it's called the sports plaques or whatever they call it now yeah legacy or something all right, where where um where have you uh where where have you fought? Like, have you traveled like out of state? Do you kind of stay local? Like, what's your uh what's your radius of uh, fight traveling? Well, lately I've been local. Um, the furthest I've gone is Kentucky. Um, I got a it was a promoter that was promoting up here. Uh, he had a fight. Uh, excuse me, down in Kentucky, and uh, he asked me to come down there and fight their uh, their top heavyweight guy for their title. Now they told me that um, that guy was four and zero only at uh, heavyweight or at uh, in MMA, mm-hmm. and at that point in time I was four and zero. Well, uh, come to find out, he had had ten years of boxing underneath his belt. I found that out pretty quick. I had a busted nose within about thirty seconds, but uh, he weighed in I think at like two seventeen, and I weighed in at two fifty five. And, I mean, it was a war, but, I mean, he, he definitely beat me. It went to decision, but he beat me. But it was fun. You know, it was a real test. But So Kentucky's about the furthest I've gone so far. I've gone up to uh, Joliet area uh, quite a few times, Romeoville, uh, see uh, Kankakee, 
Kentucky. That's about it. I've thought about going further out, like Indiana, Iowa, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, I got you. So when you, when you started out, were there any uh, professional MMA fighters that inspired you? Like, did you kind of like want to build a, uh, a kind of a technique of grapple and strike based on somebody that you've been watching or do you just want to do your own thing or? Um, I just kind of went with it. You know, there was a, it was a, a sport that I really didn't know much about and, you know, I didn't get away those early, you know, UFC fights until I was after, you know, after I was in it for a while. Um, one fighter that I did like a lot, but I didn't, I haven't based my style off of him a lot was Fedor Emelianenko. You know, great heavyweight, fantastic heavyweight uh, in his prime. You know, obviously he hasn't fought in a while, but, um, you know, just it, it's hard. There's so many fighters, and especially nowadays, there's so many more fighters. You know, it's it's there's almost too many to keep up with. You know, so off of just one person, I would say no. If it had to be one, it'd be Fedor, you know. Okay, I got you. So now. Now, um, so with what you're doing, like, you know, I, I just, out of curiosity, is this considered, like, is this a hobby that you do on the side? Is this something that, like, you commit forward to as a potential, like, future career? Like, do you see yourself as, like, a, a UFC, like, a future UFC fighter, a future Bellator fighter, like, something that is big, that's popular, huge like that? Or, like, where are you at, like, mentally with what you're doing? Well, currently it's a hobby right now, um, just due to the fact, I mean, I've got bills to pay and everything, and I've... You know, I've got a, I'm a, a commercial industrial electrician, so I'm constantly busy at work. We do out of town jobs, so that kind of messes with training a lot. So I try to get to training when I can. You know, um, I would love to go pro. You know, and I've, I want to make a good, strong push for pro, but that takes a lot, a lot of training. You know, it's, it's a whole nother level. I know a few people that have gone pro, thinking that it was a cakewalk, and they've just lost their ass off. You know, in, in the pro division. Um, so I want to make sure that it, I'm fully ready. Now, being a Bellator fighter someday, yeah, that would be freaking awesome. But I don't, I don't see that happening. But I don't want to. I don't know. I try to be somewhat modest to uh, get you know humble rather. You know, I, I feel I can hang with a lot of people, but I have yet to be knocked down or knocked out. So. <laughs> Well, with the uh, with the last six years of you doing this and with all the traveling and everything you do, um, you have to you have to have met a lot of new people, a lot of different people. Um, is there somebody that uh, that you met that you've never known before, but met through uh, through doing this that uh, you really connected with that kind of helps you with training, like a veteran that's been doing it for a while, or is it kind of like you you were with who you were at the very beginning? That's who it is, and that's all it is. Or, well, you know, you you start with. Um one gym okay and some people they they really do good at that gym and they stay at that gym and that's all they learn um you know and there's a lot of politics when it comes to the jiu-jitsu world i hate the politics behind all of it i don't like politics to begin with but um you know i feel that everybody should kind of cross train with other gyms and that's what i ended up doing um you know i first started with uh world-class mma based out of clifton uh illinois and then um I kind of started picking up uh, lessons with uh, a guy named Mike Dean from Dean's Kickboxing. He was a, a pro kickboxer, fought in WCL, and um, you know fought uh, for, uh, Waco Kickboxing, Waco, excuse me. Um, so then I started training with those guys, and actually recently been training with um, 
uh, MMA uh, stop out of Joliet. Actually, it's out of Crest Hill, but off of Weber Road. And they're fantastic. They got a good group of guys up there, too. So, you know what? You meet a lot of people. You meet some flaky people. You meet some outstanding people. Um, but I don't know. You know, you, you show uh, the respect to uh, the people you started with, you know, because they help bring you to where you are now. You know, so I still try to train with everybody that I can because it never hurts. No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so with um, now you say with uh, you're busy with work and everything, kind of interferes in training. Uh, what is your training like? What What do you do to prepare for a fight or to stay in shape? Well, staying in shape, I just try to make as many classes as I can. Um, a lot of times, you know, that's if I can get up to MMA stop, especially because they've got classes every day of the week. Um, you know, and they've got a schedule that runs with, uh, Muay Thai, uh, straight boxing and, um, you know, no gi jujitsu. Then they also have gi jujitsu. Um, you know, and then down here, I try to go down to, uh, uh, world class every Sunday. And then, uh, Mike Dean just started doing classes again. So, you know, you, you try to go all of those to at least maintain. Now, before a fight, the best thing you can do is like, uh, do like a lot of wind sprints and running and everything. Cause, I hate running, but it's the best thing you can do to get in shape. You know, it's it's terrible. I hate it. It's boring. But something I need it, to start doing more of. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. But um, you know, we do a lot of uh to really get ready for a fight because it's not a constant pace throughout a fight. So what you need to do is a lot of interval training. You know, so uh the best way I tell people, especially cuz we live in Illinois and there's a lot of country to run through, um I tell them, all right, go from a, a, a phone pole to a phone pole. So you sprint one, and then you walk in between the next one and the, you know, in between the next one. And then you sprint one, walk one, sprint one, walk one. It does it gets your heart rate up, then all the way back down, then up, then down. So it really helps out with your cardio for a fight because a, a fight, you're so up and down all the time. You know, you might be up against a cage and then you get a couple breaths in. That's your walk, essentially. And then, you know, your balls to the wall right after that. So, for a fight, you gotta run. You gotta do cardio. You gotta lift. It's it's a lot. You know, it really takes a lot of work. I got yeah, you. Sounds like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, like I like I said earlier, uh, I I'm a, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan and everything. And uh, because of that, uh, I started doing some notes here and everything. And uh, I created a wrestling character for you. Okay. So I'm going to share the information I have for you, uh, but you're going to have to help me with the last one I have here. Okay, so your wrestling name's not going to be Ice Pick, by the way. So uh, <laughs> so you can, you can keep that if you like. You can actually use that uh, for your MMA. You could be Chris Ice Pick Picker. Uh, put it on the back of the shirt, but you know you got TM it at the bottom because now I own that. Isn't oh, sure. Is there a MMA fighter with the name Ice Pick? Well, not, no, not anymore. Or Iceman. No. Maybe Ice Man, but no, this is Ice Pick. Or it could be Ice Picker, whatever, but that doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep you in Chicago, Illinois, because you never want to say, you know, from Pietro, because people are going to be questioning, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. So now you're from, yeah, so you're now from Chicago, Illinois, and not only that, you're from the meatpacking plant of Chicago, Illinois. You're like the, the, the rundown, like you, I mean, you had some struggles in life. You're like, you're like the Chicago Rocky. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, how you doing? You know. There we go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna enter to stranglehold by Ted Nugent. Oh, right? Okay. 
right? I like where this is going. Okay, now the only thing I do not have, and you get to decide, is you need a finishing move. So what would your finisher move be, and what would the name of that be? Huh, let's see here. Now, has it got to be more of a, it's got to be a wrestling finishing move, right? Yeah, it's got to be a wrestling finishing move. So, right? let's see. I, I was thinking like something you call like, you know, like the ice pick or like, you know, frostbite or something like that. But it has to be, it can't be a submission because, you know, you know, I mean, submissions are cool and all, but you it's can't. Not re- a wrestling. No, it has to be something that's quick, you know, like, you know, like a, an elbow from the top or a big boot. If you ever get your leg up there, super kick like Shawn Michaels. You know, oh, choose, sure. Choose some power driver, even, you know, something like that. But you get to think of that part because I thought of. Pretty much the hardest part there, and I was thinking of a good entrance song for a great name of a great guy from Chicago. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's see here. I'd have to think about that one because I, I was never, I was never really a huge uh, pro wrestling fan. Um, oh, it, fuck which, you, Chris! <laughs> Come on, now, man. Honest here, man. No, no, no. Even some MMA fighters were fucking wrestlers. Yo, what? Oh, yeah. And Shamrock, Brock Lesnar. Now, Brock yeah. Lesnar, he's started out like what let me ask a question how do you feel about pro wrestlers who go into mma like cm punk like do you believe that he actually should have went and did it because in my opinion he just did it as something to do because i didn't see his fight but i heard it it went down pretty quick and pretty uh pretty ugly yeah you know the thing is is there there becomes a time when um when you get to that level Okay, because the UFC is a huge thing. You know, when you talk about Brock Lesnar, well, here, let's go to Brock Lesnar first. Okay, he is a he is an animal. Okay, I've always been a fan of him and his career because you look at him, he went from, uh, I believe, a D1 college wrestling, you know, and then he went to, uh, he played for some time for the Minnesota Vikings, I believe. And then he went to did pro wrestling, and then now he did uh, UFC, then back to pro wrestling, now back to UFC. You know, I think that man's a, a phenomenal athlete. Um, obviously he looks like one giant steroid. That's just insane. (laughs) But, um, it's still incredible what that man can do. Um, but you know what? He's had, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the best words for it. He's been a great athlete for so many years that I think Mm -hmm. that transition was easy for him. CM Punk. I mean, he's, he's been a good athlete, you know, I mean, obviously doing the wrestling thing and everything, but he hasn't been in the same realm as wrestling uh, jiu-jitsu or kickboxing you know a lot of these guys that are doing it in the ufc they've been doing it for years you know and then trying to come in after you know maybe a couple few years of doing it it's it's just not the same you know those guys are on a whole nother level you know and it doesn't look like it you know a lot of times the crowds you know excuse me booing people and it's like those are people that are booing them that have never done it you know it it, it, it takes a lot you know so do I feel good about the, some of the WWE people coming over or WWF, whatever you will call it, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think that's fine. You know, more, the more the merrier, especially because they're hell of an athlete, you know, to, to be jumping off, you know, the top, you know, the top rope and everything else like that. I mean, weighing in at, you know, 260, 300 pounds, like, that's incredible to me. You can sit there and do that stuff. But, oh, uh, absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, on, on – on that aspect of uh, Brock Lesnar going from uh, from football player to uh, amateur wrestler to pro wrestler to MMA fighter back to pro wrestling, uh, having a return match in MMA and everything, um, he, he yeah he I mean he's built like a brick shit house. I mean that guy I mean he is he is boy. now if do you believe that if he let's say he lost like the first five matches like he just he never won 
Do you believe that he should keep going? Do you believe that maybe he should, like, is, do you believe that there's a breaking point where somebody says, hey, listen, this isn't for me? Like, if you if you lost your first six matches, would you keep going with it? Or is this something, like, you need to think, like, maybe this isn't for you? Because there has to be a mindset that if you're going into a match thinking, like, you know, I'm here, I'm doing this, I'm busting my ass, and then all of a sudden you lose, there will be a lot of people who say, hey, listen, you know, maybe this isn't for me. Oh, yeah. What, well, I- you have that, you know. Um, the the thing is, especially at the amateur level, you know, I knew a guy, um, you know, that was fantastic in training, just mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, great athlete. Um, but when he got out into the cage, he couldn't handle it out there. So, you know, he won, He lost five straight. And, and um, you know, he stopped doing it, which I can't blame him. But, you know, me, if, if I were to go out there and lose that many times, I might stop competing, but I would continue to do it because – it's just it's it's a great feeling. Like I I found out I was telling my other buddy this the other day. I said most of my best friends now are people that I've punched in the face and they've hit me in the face as well, you know, um, <laughs> which is is really interesting, you know. But uh, it, it, there is a line when you have to draw. You know, I mean, you look at a lot of these UFC veterans now. Um, you know, they're they're starting to lose a lot more. You know, they're just not the fighter that they were before, and that happens. You get older, you get slower. You know, so keep doing it, keep training, but you're just going to have to know when to cut that cord, you know. It's it's all up to the person. I got you. Now, uh, with um, – now, what, what would you consider uh, consider your level of MMA? Because, like, you know, like when baseball has the major leagues, minor leagues, you know, are you, are you considered minor league MMA or is MMA as a whole just one big, you know, like company or like one big, like, I guess, like category? Like, are you considered, like, my, my minor league MMA, like, amateur MMA, or, like, what is it? So, they, they got the two. They got the pro, they got pro MMA, and then they got amateur MMA. Okay. And that's, that's I mean, it's that cut and dry right there. So, if you're getting paid, you're supposed to be considered technically pro. Now, back before they really started, you know, looking at that, a lot a lot of people were getting paid under the table, um, which, those were good days. But, um <laughs> If you got caught doing that, then you were considered pro and you can no, no longer fight as an amateur in MMA. Now, um, a lot of people who do MMA also do Muay Thai fights. Now, that has no bearing on that. Now, there's also there, – there's different um, categories for Muay Thai, which I'm not 100% uh, sure on. Uh, but I know like out in Iowa, they have uh, what they consider nationals for Muay Thai. And I, I can't remember the, the ratings that they have for that. But it's like one in, if you've had one to three fights in Muay Thai, you get put in one class. It's like beginners. And then um, if you have X amount of other fights, you get put in this class and, and so on and so forth. You know, And then Jiu-Jitsu obviously has um, its own rankings as far as the belt system, which is what I'm trying to get ranked up in right now. So. All right. Have you fought for any kind of belts, or what are the belts that you could fight for, and what are the requirements for it? I know, I know, like obviously, there's weight, uh, weight. Um, what the fuck is that word called? Weight classes. Weight classes that you yeah, you. you fight for, like belt wise, right? Like you got the heavyweight belt, uh, welterweight, I believe they call it, or lightweight belt. Oh yeah, there's there's so many belts now. There's so many weight classes. Um, well, heavyweight is two sixty five, and then the next weight class down from that is two oh five. So that's – it was just like in wrestling in high school too. The weight classes are so huge there. They don't have like a middle cruiser weight kind of thing like a 230. So they only got 205, 
which is light heavyweight, and then they got 265 as the cutoff for mm-hmm. um, heavyweight. And then some places will do a super heavyweight fight. Um, I still have yet to see one in the UFC. I don't believe that they even have that division in the UFC or Bellator. Um, you know, that's 266 and up, and there's it's normally an open class. Um, so, I mean, you could have a guy that comes in at 500 pounds wanting to fight a guy that was, you know, 270 pounds. Um, as far as belts, I have fought for four or five now. Um, I had the belt for a while um, for the MMA Classic. Um, that's run by a guy named Ed Walls and Mike Aguera, real good guys. Um, they do shows typically out of Romeoville now, uh, Illinois. Um, a real good group of guys, good good uh, fights, always good people. Um, but uh, I got I had their belt for a little while, for about a year, and then I just I lost that one probably four or five months ago. Um, just wasn't in the right state of mind, not making excuses. I got submitted uh, with a rear naked choke from an outstanding wrestler, but I know I can beat him. That's that's the problem. I've been beating myself up about it because he was hitting me and it didn't hurt. But anyways, um, I've. I had that one. I fought for the belt down in Kentucky. That was a Turf Wars promotion. I fought for Fire Team belt. I fought for Supreme Promotions belt. Um, the the ones that I, you know, the the fights that I lost um, were against fantastic fighters. You know, just real durable heavyweights. Um, but I tell you what, if I never have to go another five five round fight again, I'll be happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, um, now the way the way that you kind of describe it and everything, like, uh, you're able to fight anywhere and anyone at any time. You're not, you're not like contracted to one uh, company, one promotion, in one location. You're able to go all over the place. So, are you able to hold more than one belt at one time, or is oh. it like a written rule or an unwritten rule where, like, if you're champion here, you shouldn't fight for a championship here, or how does that work? Oh, no, you can hold multiple belts uh, anywhere as long as it's at an amateur level. Um, So you're not contracted with anybody um, because that would once again imply that you are a pro um, if you get contracted in somewhere um, because they're obviously going to pay. Otherwise, there's no sense in you being in a contract, you know. Um, But uh, I know people that have had three or four belts at one time. Some people I've, I've seen pictures of five. Whether they were all their belts or not, I don't know. Uh, one guy I was supposed to fight, he had, I want to say, I want to say he had four or five belts uh, with him, but he never showed up for the fight. All the belts were on uh, on the, uh, all the weight classes had their belts, the fights that night. And I was a heavyweight, supposed to fight for their, their, their belt, and the guy never showed up. No call, no showed anything. So it was very, very frustrating night. You know, you train so hard, and then somebody just bounces out on you like that, and they don't, you know. It just sucks. <laughs> yeah, that, that that sounds like garbage. See, like if you do something like that, do they strip them of the title then? Because I think they should. If you if you like just back out of a fight like that. Well, normally they would, I would imagine, but um, he didn't have the belt. It was an open belt, so oh, I didn't automatically win it either because I didn't fight for it. So it just is still an open belt. And then I fought a guy later uh, that is now a pro and actually trains uh, out at. Um, Oh, uh, where the hell? Out at um, Jackson's down in, uh, I want to say, was that New Mexico? 
uh, they're affiliated with the one gym that I'm with now, and uh, his he's in fantastic shape now. If he'd have fought me like that back then, he'd kick my ass. <laughs> you know. But. So now, uh, do you do you wrestle for like a team? Like you keep mentioning your gym. Like, is there like a group of you guys who are like uh, who are who are grouped that like go to like like a wrestling team in uh, high school? Like, there's like four or five of you that wrestle under the same like gym or whatever I, I guess i can't really explain that well because i i can't find the fucking boards for it <laughs> but, but like you know like you get like you have like one coach there's like five of you and he says okay you need to drop down to this way class is this we need to do or is it like it's your call whatever you do like there is no coach it's, i guess some places you go it's very like you have to listen to your instructor i mean it's very like I said, political and stuff like that. Um, where I'm at, it's very what you want to do, you know. Uh, what weight do you want to fight at? And they'll, they'll give their opinion, you know, but it all comes down to you, you know. Like me, if I wanted to fight 205, I'd have to drop a shitload of weight. And I do not want to drop a shitload of weight. Um, so obviously I wouldn't fight anything less than heavyweight. But some of these smaller guys that are down like around the 185, like they walk around like 185, they wouldn't fight 185. They'll try to fight as light as they can get. So some of those people, um, not necessarily at this gym, they'll drop down to like 150. They'll dehydrate and they'll, they'll, they'll work their diet so that it gets them down to 150 for a fight because you figure, you know, stronger. Um, you, you'll come in there bigger and stronger after you rehydrate. Mm-hmm. So um, for the most part, the, the coaches will let you just kind of go with that and uh, decide – you decide where you want to be. I got you. I got you. Awesome. Uh, we're getting we're getting towards the end of the interview here. I have ten questions I'm going to ask you. You just got to give me sure. a quick answer on them, and then sure. at the end, you need to tell me what your finisher is and the name of it. So you got you got to think about two different things at once here. But I know you're smart, and I know you can figure it out. All right. Question one here. Uh, what is the song that inspires you or pushes you while you're in the gym? One song. Meet the monster by Five Finger Death Punch. I'm going to have to listen to that. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Yeah, it's my walkout song. That just gets me going. It just gets that, that feeling in the back of your neck. You're just like, <laughs> when, uh When I used to do pro wrestling and stuff, like I did like I, I went to a pro wrestling school up in New Lenox for, uh, for about six months before I had to, unfortunately, uh, stop doing it because of work. Um, mm. But I did that. I did a little backyard wrestling and shit like that, too. I came out to uh, Dead Man Walking by, um, oh, I can't remember what the hell it is. But I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is because I, I can't remember the name of the band, but it's called Dead Man Walking. It's a great song. You should listen to it. If you don't know what it is, if you don't have it, throw it on your workout iPod because it'll get your shit going. Dead Man Walking, right? Yeah, it's about it's like uh, theory, it's heard, not, I think I've heard it, but I'm not. It's not a theory of a dead man, but the band reminds you of theory of a dead man. Okay, I'll have, I'll have to look up on that. Yeah, look it up. If not, I'll find it. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, throw it on your playlist. If not, this may be your new theme song you walk out to because it's really that awesome. Awesome. Uh, question two. Uh, what is your favorite workout you like to do in the gym? Definitely jiu-jitsu. Oh, man. Uh, gi jiu-jitsu lately. Oh, man, there's nothing like it. You know, you're sitting there. you got to work. It's a whole body workout, you know, and, I mean, you got it's a chess game. It's also mental. It's it's also a mental workout because you got to think of okay this person's going that way I need to do this to follow said person or you know they're moving like this so I need to move like that so I'd have to say jujitsu would be my my favorite. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, in a fight, uh, what's your favorite go-to submission move? Uh, it's all uh, 
it all depends on where they move. Um, for flashy, I would love a Peruvian neck um, as far as a submission. Is what would actually happen would probably be like a leg triangle or a, a Kimura. I'm a big fan. I hit Kimuras a lot, so I, I think I'd have to go with Kimura. All right. Is that the that's that's a how would that's an arm bar, right? Well, it's when you take your um, your arm on a 90-degree angle with your mm-hmm. elbow – or I'm sorry, your, your wrist down towards your hip, and they they put your hand behind your back and your shoulder forward. Okay. I think I saw Brock Lesnar do something like that in wrestling where he K-fab, which means fake, uh, breaks somebody's arm, mm-hmm. which was pretty awesome. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, I think it's yeah. – I, th- I think he called it Kimura. You ever want to watch a nasty one? It was uh, Frank Mir versus um, Noguera. Noguera had never been—I can't remember which Noguera. They had never been tapped out before, and Frank Mir had him in—I want to say it was a Kimura—and he broke the top of his arm, like his upper arm. It was oh. close. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of shit like that. <laughs> I, saw, either, but I watched. Uh, I watched a pay per view where Sid Vicious came off the top rope and gave a big boot to uh, Scott Steiner, and when he landed on his foot, he compound fractured his ankle. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm not. I'm not a fan of snapping bones, brother. Yeah, I know it's it's pretty nasty. It makes you go. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, of all the places you traveled, what was your favorite venue to go to? <sighs> I don't know. I, I would say, you know, local. Uh, Hidden Cove was awesome. You know, there was a lot of room to get warmed up and everything. And the people there, it was just so many people. I mean, I want to say it was 1,500 plus. And, you know, they had, they always would bring in a UFC veteran. And, um, you know, that was just awesome. So I would I would have to say it was local at the Hidden Cove. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, I think it's Legacy Sportsplex now. Yeah, I I still don't believe that shit. I just remember the mini golf and batting cages from younger. That uh that game that had like the little like the um oh, like the alligators that came out and you had to like hit them on the nose with like that little like foam hammer. But yeah, no like, one ever no one ever fucking used it. So they just fucking just beat the shit out of it with their hands. Easiest way to get tickets. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's like whack a mole. Um, of all the fights you've been in, which one was the most difficult? Which one was the hardest one you had to you had to compete in? Uh, I'd have to say that would be my fight against um, a guy named Angel Cabral. He's the one that's pro now that fights for Jacksons. Um, it was a five-round fight for the title for uh, Supreme Promotions. And uh, we went into the fifth round. I mean, it was back and forth. It was probably one of the fun – it was the a fun fight but also a very difficult fight because he was a big uh, state wrestler um, – and I broke my foot in the mid- middle of the fight. I broke oh. it on his knee. So I was sitting there fighting with a broken foot. Um, I just kicked, and he just happened to be out of range. I hit it once, and that must have kind of cracked it. And then I kicked it again, and it was – I mean, I was hobbling around the cage. But, um, you know, he ended up winning with a, a TKO. Uh, he caught – he had one hell of a double leg. Oh, man. Uh, I went through the air. And that, for me, for somebody to pick my heavy ass up, it takes <laughs> a lot. You know, and he just picked me up like I was nothing, like I was just the groceries going in the door, you know. And uh, we just landed in a spot that I couldn't get out, and uh, he was just giving me little rabbit punches to the face, and they they stopped it because I couldn't I couldn't get out of it. But um, yeah, that was a, that was a tough fight. You know, that was that was five rounds. So I got you. All right. Well, speaking of five rounds, if you had to go five rounds, would you rather go five rounds with Jean Claude Van Damme or Chuck Norris? 
Well, Chuck Norris is just a straight-up badass. I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he's getting old. I mean, even though Chuck Norris is getting old, that man is still a badass. I mean, that's just just a fact right there. Absolutely. Chuck Norris is a bitch. (laughs) he's gonna gonna reach through wherever he's at i'm just kidding yeah just i love you chuck norris punch it yeah (laughs) he's really got another fist under his beard yeah yeah yeah. well i would have to say i'd go with jean-claude van damme honestly the the easier fight right well if if you're going with like mma rules yeah definitely against jean-claude if you're going with well yeah i'd say with him because if you're on street rules with somebody like Chuck Norris, he's got all that old school karate stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's like eye gouges, clawing, stuff like that. Like, it's some mean shit. You know, so I, I'll go Jean-Claude. You hear that, Colin? Absolutely. Yeah, I know. It makes me extremely happy. Colin's <laughs> <laughs> a huge Van Damme fan. boy. <laughs> I, I like both of them. They're both good people. I mean, in my eyes, I, I like both of them, but... You know, I just well, no, I mean, I have to go with him. You got go, you got to go with Van Dam because it's an easy win. Yeah, okay, that's it. Compared to Chuck Norris, yeah. Um, you still here? Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, due to a technical difficulty, uh, we seem to have lost contact with our guest. Um, but not to worry. Um, we're gonna get some information from him uh, a little bit later. We'll throw it in the show notes. So you guys can kind of find him uh, online, you know, some of his matches, uh, a little more about him and everything. Uh, it was awesome talking to him. Chris, if you're listening to the show, I'm sorry we lost you. Um, you know, hopefully uh, somewhere down the road we can have you back on and kind of finish this talk. Um, I'm glad we did that. It was fun. It was nice. Um, one, The biggest thing I liked about doing that um, is because we're, we're talking to uh, local people. We're talking to... Uh, like the indies, if you will, you know, without sounding too disrespectful, but like the indies of uh, MMA fighting. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we got to do that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, there, there are two other hosts of this show, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, somewhere, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope I, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, I did. Sorry. It was interesting. Yeah, I'm sorry. To, I, I, it, it was really, really interesting. Like, it just, and, and you guys were back and forth so quick, it was like, I don't know what I would ask. <laughs> well, that, and that's the thing, too. It's like, and that's, it's, I mean, this is, this is like, this is like my, like my expertise right here is like the, the fighting and everything. Like, not so much the MMA, but like the fighting, the, uh, the one-on-one, uh, you know, battle between men and shit like that, which is awesome. I'm, I'm glad we got to be able to do that and everything. Um, the biggest reason I wanted to have him on, especially for tonight's show, um, especially to talk about uh, this kind of topic and everything, is because um, I had a meeting, I had a conversation. It's official, it's happening. Uh, we are uh, launching a second podcast off of this freaking show, which is really fucking cool for me. I'm really excited for it. Um, it's called, uh, this, uh, just freaking wrestling. So I'm excited for that. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be hosted by me and a couple other friends who are huge wrestling, uh, fans as well. Um, I think we're actually, it looks like if we get everything in order and everything situated, the show's going to launch, uh, in November. Sweet. I know, right? Because while well, I was talking to them and everything and like, we're trying to figure out, you know, maybe a launch in January and get that going and everything. But... They're so excited about it. I'm so excited about it. If we can figure everything out, get everything situated, it looks like we're going to start two months ahead of time. Um, it's going to be a weekly show just like this. Um, 
and uh, I think this is going to be the start of uh, a great uh, expansion on our our podcasting, you know, and, and dare I even say possibly a development of a network um, in the future. You know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want That could be an interesting thing if that ever uh, happened. Yeah, and, and it's like the thing, like, you know, we I want to stick with the freaking theme and everything, which, you know, this is what this freaking show is all about, you know, like the things you freak out about, especially with the title. So we discussed it. We found a way to make it work in the title. Uh, Alan, who's one of the hosts of the upcoming podcast, came up with the name Just Freaking Wrestling. Uh, DJ, a, um, a fellow wrestling fan, a good friend of mine I've known for over a decade, um, is doing this with us. We have we have ideas. It's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be fun. Uh, I'm excited to do this, um, and it's going to be it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, a branch or whatever, an extension of our show. You know, this way, you know, I could do my wrestling, and we could uh, not have to worry about doing it on here to where you guys are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so that's exciting for me. Uh, I'll keep you guys. I'll keep uh, all the listeners and everything updated on that. So if you guys are wrestling fans and everything, and looking for a wrestling podcast. Uh, stick around in about a month or so. You'll have a brand new one you can listen to every single week. Um, beyond that, uh, what we're doing on this show, which I'm really excited about, is October. The entire month-long celebration of Halloween and everything Halloween-like. And uh, during this Halloween uh, season, during this uh, four-week uh, festivity-filled um, enjoyment we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do two things uh, with the show. Um, the show's name will be adjusted from this freaking show to this freaky show. Um, it's all gonna be found on thisfreakingshow.com. Uh, we're not changing the uh, the web page. We're not changing the names of anything. We're just gonna refer to it as this freaky show. It's just a cute little way for us to get into the holiday spirit. Okay, so if you guys go around and you're like, why are they calling it this freaky show when everything's called freaking, do not ruin this for me because I'm excited about it. <laughs> um, also, in part of that, we are doing um, a segment every single week for the month of October uh, called uh, These Freaky Tales, which our very own uh, Geek Cash Joe will be a, um, what's it called? Uh, the reader, I guess? But what's narrator. The believe. narrator. He'll be uh, he'll be bringing us uh, uh, a a new or a, a a different story every single week. And uh, Joey, you mentioned in a tweet uh, a couple weeks ago uh, that you asked for a favor from the freaking crew, uh, this freaking show fans. And I kind of just want to refresh their memory on what you're asking of them. Yeah. So basically, if you have a story that is a horror story or a creepy story or something that we could read in half an hour or less, um, that you would like us to read in half an hour or less, that you have written originally, um, send it to us. Get a hold of us either through through a Twitter DM or through emailing us at thisfreakingshow@yahoo.com and let us know about it. And uh, if we like it, we may read it on the show. Yeah, so I'm excited to do something like that. Um, I'm just I'm just really excited for this, uh, and not only am I excited for the month of October because it's Halloween season, but Awkward Collins' birthday is on Halloween, which is always a good thing because it's always fun. Because Colin, Colin like Colin's like the pinnacle of Halloween, like all things creepy. 
you know, but not in like not like in a creepy dude kind of way, but in like a like a like a psycho looking kind of way, but like in a nice psycho kind of looking way. Like, like he's like he, the mayor of Halloween Town from. Uh, yeah, like he won't kill you in your sleep, but he'll like watching you do it. Yeah, not two faced. Wait, what? I won't sleep. kill you in your sleep, but I'll like watching you do it. Like sleep, like watching. Okay, sleep. I like watching like, sleep. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 you don't know. No, you're, yeah, you're too weird in the viewing of uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, but no, it's really exciting. Uh, Halloween, this freaky show, a four week long celebration of uh, Halloween. Uh, we're gonna have guests on, uh, guests from the past coming back. Um, we're working on getting Graham back uh, to talk about zombies. We're working on getting Hilton back to talk about the zombie movie. We're working on hopefully getting Fear back to talk more about the horror movies and stuff that are coming out in 2017. And uh, I think we may have a fourth guest. If not, I think we may take that time to ourselves to enjoy our um, favorite moments in Halloween and stuff like that. So uh, stay tuned for all that stuff. Uh, and also, as I mentioned, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, hashtags. Um, on Twitter, you go there and you go to Just Freaking Saying. Use that Twitter uh, hashtag to uh, talk with us, to chat with us. Well, for the month of October, we're going to have a different hashtag. And uh, I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. It's called Freaking Saying Sick or Freaky Saying 16. Uh, it's F-R-E-A-K-Y-S-A-Y-I-N-16. Use that hashtag through the months of October to talk with us about your favorite Halloween memory, uh, your favorite costume you dressed up in, um, you know, just, just anything. You know, what creeps you out, your favorite Halloween movie, your favorite Halloween, um, oh, what the hell is it called? Activity, I guess, or whatever it is. Share with us. Share with us those um, those moments and stories with us and use the hashtag Freaky saying 16 because we, we like to get you guys more involved in the show and we'll shout you out. We may even bring you on the show. Who knows? If you're cool, we'll let you tell your story live on the air. Not live on the air, but I mean live to us, but pre-recorded for others, you know? Yeah. Right? That'd be great. <laughs> oh, jeez. Colin, what are you freaking on this week? What am I freaking on? Yeah, we freaking on uh, <laughs> They're... Re-releasing the movie Phantasm for one day in the theaters. And me and my dad are going to go see it. That's awesome. Yeah. For those that don't know, it's a 1979 horror movie, I believe. One of my favorite movies. So. That's sweet. That's fantastic, man. Yep, I'm excited. They're going to... They're gonna, Show the very the first one, and then uh, the the brand new fifth one. So nice. So, so it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> <laughs> so. True. What about Joe? What's he freaking out? I um got to decide here really quick. Sorry, <laughs> it's like four things popped into my head all at once. I'm going to go with this one. Uh, like two years ago, I backed a thing on Kickstarter called The Habit Journal, and I never got around to actually doing it. It's this. It's sort of like one of those um, journaly things that are, you know, you, you like 
reflect at the end of the day, did you achieve these tiny things to achieve your goal over the course of like an entire year or some crap? And it seemed like a really cool program at the time. I could back it for like a dollar and get the PDF, and I had just never gotten around to printing off the PDF until this week. And so I finally did that, and I'm really excited to finally be starting this damn thing. So this week, this month, I am building the habit of uh, getting myself into better shape. So it's you, man. Yeah. I'm there with you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm... You you inspired me, guy. Thanks, man. Guy. I got I got to tell you, you know, like these these four thirty a.m. like wake ups to go to the gym and shit have been brutal. But you know what? I have more energy during the day doing that than I've ever had before. That's awesome. It's like it's like, and there and there were days like I mean I'll be honest like I haven't gone to the gym every single morning uh, since I started this, but. I've gone more times than I haven't, and I've noticed that when I don't go to the gym, I, my body is giving up, and I'm getting drowsy around 2, 3 in the afternoon. But when I go to the gym and shit like that, I get up at 4.30 in the morning, get my shit together, and go. I I don't start crashing until about maybe 7, 8 o'clock at night. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I strongly encourage, you know, if you go to the gym, do it in the morning, do it right away and everything. Eat a good breakfast, get your workout in, get some kind of protein powder, take it like right after. So your body has, your muscles have something to eat, feed off of and everything. It'll be fucking incredible. I'm happy I'm doing it. I'm happy I'm sticking with it. Um, I, I think I'm, I think right now I'm down 10 pounds. Uh, I got another 30 to go by the end of the year, but it's going to be a process I want to keep on going. And uh, hopefully by beach season, you know, when I'm wearing that Speedo, I don't look like, you know, some kind of like, you know, Zoiberg without the shell, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm glad I'm glad I can inspire you, man. If I can inspire one person, I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I saw, I think on Snapchat, that you were down nine pounds, and I was like, ah. I could at least make it to the point where, like, I can walk two miles without being winded, you know, <laughs> like, which is a serious problem. Yeah, well, trust me, I mean, I, yeah, I, fuck, I can't remember the last time I walked a mile without being like, you know what, fuck this, you know, but I want to change that, I want to get a lot better, you know, having this Fitbit is, it's been amazing, I'm glad I have it, because it helps me keep track of shit, it helps me monitor my walking and everything, and it gives me goals and shit. So if you don't have one, I recommend trying to find a Fitbit and getting a Fitbit and using a Fitbit because the Fitbits will help you. You can get the basic one. I think it's like 100 bucks, or maybe 75 I can't remember. It could be 90 somewhere in between there, between 75 and $100. It is a lot of money, but you know what? You're investing in something that's going to help you stay on track. You can set an alarm for it. It's a vibrating alarm you wear while you sleep. It wakes you up. I swear it will because I'm a heavy sleeper. Um, but that vibrating on your wrist will wake you up. It monitors your sleep. It tells you when you're restless, when you're awake. It monitors your steps. And, uh, you log your food into it through an app on your phone. You, uh, you know, you, you uh, can monitor the water you're intaking. It absolutely is worth it. And uh, you know what? It's easy to use. I recommend it definitely. The website. The website's awesome. You can track your weight, your food, your water, your steps, and everything. You can add people on your Fitbit, like Fitbit friends and shit, and you can challenge each other to steps and everything. So if you and Maddie got one, you guys can have a competition for yourself. We get the most steps in a day and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so what uh, What am I freaking on, you ask? Uh, well, I'll tell you. Oh, I was wondering it really loudly, so I'm glad you heard that. I thought that's what you were freaking on. <laughs> no, 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 no. This this is a life go freak. But no, just for this week, uh, my little sister, my youngest sister Ashley, seventeen years old, senior in high school. She is uh, she is taking part in her last Spirit Week of her high school career, and in doing Thank so, you. yeah, in doing so, this coming Wednesday, she has her Potter Puff football game. So uh, I'm I'm gonna enjoy watching that. I'm just gonna be. It's it's gonna be so amazing to watch you go out there and do that shit because you know what? There's not a lot of people who are willing to do that. Um, but you know, she's out there and not only does she have fun doing it, but she's a badass while doing it too, and it's really fucking cool. Um so I'm I'm really excited to watch that on Wednesday. I'm not so much excited for the weekend because the weekend's yeah, end of the quarter for work, so it's gonna be really busy, especially on Fridays. Uh, hopefully Saturday's not too bad, uh, cause there's some yard work that needs to get done again. So hopefully I can uh, tackle that without a problem, but, uh, definitely for this week, it's, uh, it's all about my sister and, uh, her, uh, her schooling, her school, uh, activities and shit. That's awesome, man. Although, uh, I think you had some factual errors wrong. This can't possibly be her last pep rally, uh, cause I'm pretty sure she's still only like 11. Yeah, I'm sure she's like only 11. <laughs> they grow up fast, man. I tell you, it's. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean the one the one plus side is my granny. Like you know, it definitely won't be her last because she does a lot with the um, the cheerleaders, uh, the cheerleaders in the the town, like this park district thing. So I mean, she's still gonna be like you know part of like pep rallies and stuff like that, but it's not gonna be hers anymore. It's gonna be her coaching rather than her participating in it. And I know she loves doing what she's doing with those kids and everything, you know, coaching them and teaching them to do cheerleading and everything. Especially since you know the fucking high school coach wanted to be a dumb bitch and tell her that she couldn't be a cheerleader because she was too big. Fuck that woman. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason anyone should ever do that, especially to a child. But you know what? I was proud of her because when they were when she was told she couldn't be a cheerleader for the Pearson or for the Pearson High School because she was too big, what she did she went out she started coaching little kids and the little kids that she coached won first place in her in their uh, meet in her competition, you know. And you know, and watching the look on her face was really inspiring because you know what she did she went above and beyond something she didn't have to do. And achieved something so much that meant so much to her, you know. It's inspiring and it's awesome, you know. She, she's definitely a motivator. She goes to the gym with me every morning too, so she keeps me, you know, she keeps my shit in order for me too, which is awesome. Damn. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. Hey, Joe. Yeah. You know, every week our uh, listeners can catch Geek Cash Joe here on this freaking show. Um, but where can they find you uh, on Saturdays? On Saturday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, you can find me over at GeekCast Live Podcast, geekcastlivepodcast.com slash podcast. Or if you hate that horribly long URL, just type in gcl.ninja into your browser of choice, and you will arrive at our lovely website. Or you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, or Facebook by searching GeekCast Live. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, like I've said for the last 47 weeks, uh, you can find this freaking show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook just by searching this freaking show. And you can find our podcast and listen to it every single week on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and Podbean. And you can find all that information just by going to our website, thisfreakingshow.com. 
contact us. You know, send us an email. Let us know what you want to hear in the show. Or, you know, tell us something. Ask us a question, whatever. Participate with us. Use the hashtag, use the hashtag FreakySayin16 during the month of October to get interactive with us in our Halloween spirit and everything. And also, remember, I am Travesty. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm Geek Cast Joe. Thank you for tuning in to episode 48 of this freaking show. I'm out.